Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Today I have with me Elmer Yuan again, and he's going to talk to us about how he sees the new dramatic developments taking place in China. Let's welcome our guest of the day, Elmer Yuan. Elmer, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. How are you, my friend? Thank you. How are you? How are you, my Indian friends? Thank you for inviting me. I mean to talk oh, to you about this because I've given a lot of thoughts lately and uh, there are many events and if I join all the dots, it looks very, very, uh, even me, you know, <laughs> I'm a kind of experienced, even me get a little scared of the future, uh, what we are entering into. Um, I'm less worried about the uh, inflation and, the, and, and, uh, and that the economy and so on. That, that is not really my concern. There are eco enough economists, and uh, you, your prof all the professor from India, are the best uh, financial brains. They know how to figure that out. But um, from what I know, um, I I have business in uh, in uh, Russia also. I have companies in Russia. I've done uh, quite a bit of business in Russia. So Russia and China is something uh, something I know quite well. Of course, also America. Now, the situation is, of course, we know the war is going on in uh, Ukraine and uh, uh, Russia, Putin is not doing well. But on the other hand, it's not the end of his, uh, the war. He still has many uh, resorts. His last resort would be using nuclear weapons. And he has said that many times, sorry, not only one time, him and also his people said that many times. So the last resort, he may resort to nuclear weapon or tactical nuclear weapon and uh and as we know Putin has a dream his dream and he talked about uh in the last week in this uh, peter the great there was an event remembering and he said all i'm doing is taking back what peter the great used to <laughs> used to own not i'm not invading anybody so he wants the baltic states he wants ukraine he wants poland etc etc or maybe even sweden so this is what he's claiming. So now you have a guy with a, with a, wants to return to Russia's former glory, right? And uh, and on top of that, it's a he has very a huge nuclear arsenal, right? So so you have a uh, Putin, and we all know that the, he is he's he gets along really well. And uh, Xi Jinping, believe it or not. Putin is Xi Jinping's admirer, all right? Xi Jinping is more experienced in both in world politics and in everything. So Xi Jinping has uh, been admiring Putin until now, of course, with this uh, Ukraine situation, it's, uh, it's a big shock. It's like your friend just called bankrupted. Do you help him or not, right? right. It's, it's more or less like that. But I, don't, I think this situation is not over. There are many things happening lately in Xi in China, that I think is leading to something very troublesome. In uh, April, there was a meeting, there was a secret recording of a meeting in Guangdong area about all the ferry boats. In Guangdong, there are many rivers, all right, and they have over 10,000 ferry boats. They want to load up the ferry boats with some kind of weapon, right, simple weapons, so over 10,000. And in China, as in South China Sea, China owns 
more than 10,000 fishing boats, all right? And they're arming them. They're arming these fishing boats. Outside looks modern fishing boats. Inside, they can carry some kind of uh, uh, weapon. Now, uh, they were told, they were told to arm, all right? So outside, they look like just a simple. So, and, uh, and uh, this is in April, they were told to arm. And then during the meeting, during the meeting in Singapore, the Shangri-La meeting, the Chinese uh, defense minister told Austin, the US defense minister, that um, the Taiwan Strait, the sea between Taiwan and China, is actually belong to China. China has sovereignty and also administrative rights for that part of the ocean. Because in the Chinese point of view, Taiwan is part of China. That's why this is our inner water. All right, this is our inland water and we have all the rights. This is what he claimed. And then the Chinese uh, foreign ministry uh, next day clarified this is exactly the case, all right? They have the right to allow people to get in or not to get into the Taiwan Strait. And there was a law passed effective on the 15th of June. There was a law passed. It's like during an event, not during wartime, during normal time, non-war time, Xi Jinping has the power to move military and move his uh, armies or whatever, his military power. In the old days, it's very difficult. You can only move if they're in the event of a war. Now he just passed an executive order saying that even without a war, he has the right to move his military inside the country for internal matters. Uh, you can check, all these news are, are uh, in the problem. So I'm connecting the door of these three events. Uh, arming the commercial boats, right? Commercial boats, and claiming the Taiwan Strait as a, as a in the in the water for China, and also passing this Asian's executive order, uh, allowing him to move for the military during peacetime. So what he is doing is very very similar to what Putin is, is doing. Putin has not declared war on Ukraine. He said it is a special military action. You know that, right, Siri? Yeah, yeah, special yeah. military action. That's right. He never declared That's war. Right. Yeah. So as a result, as a result, it's very clever because if you do that, the worst U.S. can do is to support Ukraine as much as possible. And you, as we know, U.S. don't want to confront another nuclear power in the, in the direct sense. So he, the U.S. and the rest of the Europe will give them everything they need and let them fight the war. But it sounds pretty good. But, you know, in a war, you cannot win a war that you draw a line. You, you, the war, the, I mean, like uh, MacArthur, General MacArthur said, the purpose of a war is to win, <laughs> not just to, to not just to defend, to successful defend. I mean, to win a war, you have to be able to attack not only defend. So what happened is my, by not declaring a war, he has bought, basically caused the West, Europe and US, only to supply weapons to Ukraine for the defending, for defending Ukraine, up to the point that they drive the Russian out of Crimea, 
or or now uh, Donbass, uh, uh, the eastern part of Ukraine. But does not have any. Basically, everybody is hesitate to attack, to go into Russian territory. This is a very clever way of fighting, because you are basically safe. You know, your enemy will never attack you. All right. And the worst case is you retreat. And also, right. <laughs> the worst case is you retreat. They will never invade your territory. And what Xi Jinping is doing is exactly the same. All right. right? First of all, Taiwan is part of China. That Taiwan Strait is out in the water. All right. So he may do something. And my guess is he, he may do something even more clever. He may send all the fishing boats, all right, and all these ferries, uh, all these ferries carrying vehicles, and basically block off the Taiwan Strait. The narrowest part of Taiwan Strait is about 130 kilometers, the width of the strait. And every year, more than 50,000 ships pass through that area. Thai, uh, Japan, Korea, uh, 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 Shanghai, North China, everybody used that strait. And the Southeast Asia also used that strait to ship to China. So 50,000 ships a year going through that Taiwan Strait. And going outside, it's too stormy. Too, the wave is too high if you go the eastern side of Taiwan. So in case, I'm just, this is a theory, of course, you know, I mean, I, can, I have no truth, all right? But the signs show me that he may not use a military, he may use a military later, but his first action is to create a crisis. Create a crisis. You see, everybody talk about, oh, invading Taiwan, this and that. That's not his objective. His objective is to create crisis first. And to invade, that's, that's later. There are many ways to, 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 many ways to, what do you call, to skin a cat. All right. And to block first, there are many, many strategies you can, you can use on Taiwan and eventually get to a negotiation or get them to surrender. surrender. And now what do you do if you are Taiwan or Japan or United States? What do you do if you have 30,000 uh, commercial boats blocking the Taiwan Strait? You're not going to use, it's, difficult, it's a very difficult decision whether you are going to, to sink them or not, to use the military or not. And if you really do, and these guys, if they, if they have the whole breath, they could be landing in Taiwan, you know, it's very easy to get through the gold and actually land in Taiwan. No, if they do that, so they can claim, still claim ter their own territory and without declaring a war. And it's a very clever way of doing this. I don't know. There are many, many ways to skin the cat, like, like I said. This is just uh, uh, my using my imagination and using what they ordered, the, uh, the uh, commercial boat, the fishing boat, and the ferries to do. So I'm thinking maybe they do that. What yeah. is to stop US from doing the same thing? They could block today. That way they get the upper hand. They may not use uh, small fly fishing boats. They could use their big, 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 big ships and say nobody patrols. You go around yes. the Taiwan, you can do US that. US want to use the sea lane for everybody. US say, I'm the police. I want to make sure 
South China Sea and the Taiwan Strait is kept open. So business is as usual for all the countries because U.S. is the international policeman, including the water. So U.S. is not, this is a destruction. It's a mutual destruction if they block the strait. U.S. is interested in everybody get rich, everybody doing trade and so on. But China, at this point, now Xi Jinping is in big trouble in, inside China. I'm sure you have intelligence. Yes, According yes. to the Indian intelligence, they are really a touch and go. And Xi Jinping's chance of being re-elected is in very much in doubt because everybody is losing money, property prices going down uh, uh, with this lockdown situation. All the major cities, Beijing and Shanghai, are still being locked down, all right? not reopened. Lots of production stopped, people lost uh, unemployment, factory closed. It's very situated. So Xi Jinping almost need to do something if he needs to do something drastic if he wants to be re-elected. Now, this is what we believe. He may do something before October or November. That's where they will hold a plenary for all the Communist Party members to elect the next uh, party secretary, right? Or whatever, you know, the head of state. So um, this is what we, we, um, we are watching very carefully. And all, with passing of these laws, and also these signs show us he is planning something. He is, uh, he is desperate, same as Putin. And he is planning something. And now, uh, just in general, going back to general, now you have two tyrants, all right? You have two dictators, basically two dictators, who has both have dream. Xi Jinping's, uh, his home, hometown is where Emperor Qin came from. Emperor Qin is the one who built the Great Wall. We are called Chinese because of him, <laughs> because of his dynasty. This is the dynasty of Qin, all right? And we are people call us Chinese or in English, Chinese, same thing. So as a result, we are, they are both wants to return to formal glory. Putin wants to follow the Peter the Great and Xi Jinping wants to, to follow the first emperor of China who united China, it's the first emperor of China. Emperor Qin, right? So these two guys have big dreams, big ambitions. And worst case, if you add their nuclear arsenal together, it's way back, way bigger than United States. They have they can use their intercontinental ballistic missile, and both of them have the hypersonic missiles as well. Russia can use their hypersonic through the North Pole. And China can use their hypersonic through the South Pole. You know, if you look at this, it's very, very scary. I don't even want to talk about North Korea and Iran. They are smaller player, but they are still same, same category. All right, Iran pretty soon will have their nuclear weapon, and uh, North Korea, uh, they guess have about twenty or thirty warheads, nuclear warheads. So this block. Uh, call it <laughs> like a George Bush said, it's the excess of evil. This excess of evil is very, very dangerous. And this may lead to World War Three, nuclear World War Three. This is what I really want to tell my audience. I mean, call me a dreamer or whatever it is. I'm connecting the dots. And these two are definitely together. 
the Chinese uh, foreign minister, vice foreign minister once said, we have no limit to cooperating with, uh, with Russia. Right after the Winter, Winter Olympics, well, after the meeting Xi Jinping with Putin, this is what they announced, no limit. And this is the sentence, this is the sentence that Biden has been using with his, all his uh, other free will to allow, to, uh, to get them to get together, to rally them. They say, no limit, you have two big enemies. These are facts, you know, it's the, the Xi Jinping and Putin's alliance is very solid. Now, of course, Putin is blaming Xi Jinping. How come all this stuff you promised me, money and whatever support you promised him, are not coming? Xi Jinping is under tremendous stress inside China. Because if you support Russia, then it means China will be totally sanctioned, the same as Russia. And that means the Chinese economy will tank immediately, immediately. But you know, when Xi Jinping agreed to support Putin, he never thought the war in Ukraine could be so bad, could be so hopeless. So basically, you 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 said you know it's like two good friends say we we must help each other out for a living or dying. But suddenly your friend is gone bankrupt. How do you help a bankrupted friend? Do you want to pull all your money and then go down with him? This is what uh, Xi Jinping's uh, situation right now. He really he had promised Putin to help, but he but he never expected that kind of help. It's like a bottomless pit. It's a deep black hole. How much to help? And then by helping him, he may go down as well. The, the whole boat will will sink. So now this situation. Now I'm 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 not a I'm not a professional. Uh, my son actually uh, studies strategy, war strategy, so he can speak much better. I'm an amateur, but I know a lot of things to put this theory together. These two together, at the right time, at the desperate time, when they declare nuclear war on U.S., I, I don't think U.S. wants to fight that kind of war. And that's go probably going to be the blackmail. That is going to be their blackmail. All right. And because I don't think the Europe, both Europe or US or the rest of the world have the stomach for that. And that is going to be their blackmail. This is what I really want to say to you. I mean, you understand international politics. You know, we don't, I don't listen to these other people. The other people, they don't, they only comment on what happened. But I'm interested, I'm worried what's about what's yeah. going to happen. That's what's important. What's happened is already, you can use what happened to predict what's going to happen. But you cannot only talk about what has happened. That doesn't help. We need the history to tell us what to do in the future. Right? So I'm using all the current events in, uh, in uh, Ukraine and in China from what I know and what we read on the paper, most of the stuff I'm talking about is, is in the news. May not, the Indian pop, population may not be that keen to that much detail, but everything I said, you can search, Google search. So if you join all these talk together, it's very worrisome because Putin can turn around and use uh, some nuclear weapon and immediately, I don't think uh, the, uh, Zelensky wants to fight the war, a nuclear war, all right? 
And Xi Jinping can also, when he's trouble at a certain time, he can threaten using tactical nuclear weapon. And, and uh, uh, under that situation, you know, I don't think the world has a stomach for that. And the Chinese, uh, uh, now if you check lately, there was an interview by Voice of America. I think I sent you a link, Voice of America, to, to, uh, to a Hudson, uh, Hudson scholar. And he said, the Chinese increase of uh, nuclear warhead is so fast. And they told everybody they have a few hundred, but you don't believe that. They have over 1,000 warheads, and they are ramping up their production of their nuclear warheads. You can check. That's not that easily. I'm sure your intelligence has the same information. So it's a very worrisome situation. That's what I want to share with you, because I think we should know, because if there's a nuclear World War Three, we should know and we should be prepared. You know, um, this begs the question, you know, at the time Biden administration took the oath of office, it was very clear who the main adversary of the United States was. Mm -hmm. Yet, this this administration has to go and poke a bear. And, and that's where this whole thing started. Just mm -hmm. stunning, absolutely stunning. Why drive mm -hmm. Russia into the arms of China? And that's exactly what the Biden administration has ended up doing. So, Elmer, you and I, we have seen this thing. You know, we, we, we are always, you know, we are not the majority, we are the minority, but at least we'll have the satisfaction of having foreseen some of these things. May not be 100% the way we think it's going to happen, but at least a lot of the things are playing out the way we thought. So let's hope and pray it won't come to that. Thank you very much, Elmer. And always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. We'll be joining again, viewers, very shortly. Please like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Click on the bell button for notifications. And if you think you like this thing, and I'd very much like to take Elmer out to a really nice dinner the next time he comes visiting. So please express your appreciation using the super thanks button. I was just joking, of course. Thank you very much. Namaskar. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, all your audience. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.